The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 147, recorded June 16th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. And I was at a barbecue and I've had a couple drinks. Excellent. What kind of drinks? Yeah, I just had a little bit of bourbon. And uh, because I'm a diabetic, I had some Trulies. (laughs) Because I'm a diabetic, I had a bunch of Coke. Um, No. What kind of bourbon? Uh, Wellers. Somebody liked you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they liked me very much. Do you know which Weller? What color the label was? Red label. Wow. They really liked you. I'm a good guy, Joe. Good I, don't guy. Know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not Let's tips see. or anything, but uh, let's just say that I'm happy that Shaley drove home. Yeah, that's good. I, like, I feel good. I feel you good. Let me, get on my, let me get on my motorcycle and go across country with bourbon. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I have a rule. I don't drink in motorcycle. Ever. No, of course not. Never. Well, I take that back. There have been times where I've gone out and had a beer, but if I do that, I then I set a timer, and after I finish the beer, I don't even get near the bike until yeah. it's been an hour. If you have like a meal too, it's good. Right. So, all right, well- Lots of stuff going on this week. Michael and I did not watch every single thing that's out there. We, we, you know, we did watch a uh, little Obi-Wan. We watched Miss Marvel, but I didn't watch both episodes yet. There's Star Trek that we didn't get to. There's so much out right now. Um, well, and you're you know, all caught up on the boys. I've I'm not caught up. I, have to, I haven't seen the latest episode, but I saw the okay. first four or three. Four. Three. They'd released the three. first batch of three. And then. Yeah, four came out last Friday, and then five will be out. Well, probably by the time people listen to this, five. Will right, be out. so I'll be two behind on the boys. Um, Michelle's got to catch up anyway. So, oh, she watches with you. I, I guess, yeah, she wanted to. I didn't know that though. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Shaley will not, not watch the boys with me. It is too gratuitous, and yeah, just about every way you can use the word gratuitous, the boys is it. And that's what you come to expect from that show, though. So they're not trying to hide anything, you know. Not at all. So why don't we uh, go right into the news? Well, sad news. Uh, unfortunately, uh, earlier this afternoon, uh, via Tim Sale's uh, uh, Twitter account, Art by Sale, it was announced that he had passed, I believe, at age 66. I'm not exactly sure the cause. I didn't dig too deeply. But uh, from what it sounds like, he, was, uh, he had an illness at least for a little while. Mm. And that's what killed him. I don't know. Are you familiar with Tim Saylor, his work, Joe? No. Maybe if you tell me, I'm not, you know. Uh, he, he came on to, I mean, he's been doing comics for years. Like he's 66. He's, he's a longtime veteran, but what really got him hot, he's got a very kind of old school style and him and Jeff Loeb. Uh, did Is that this- Lisa's brother or no? <laughs> no, no, oh. I don't, as far as I know, they're not related. Actually, it's Jeff Loeb, uh, the former head of Marvel TV, 
that got booted when all that got folded into the Marvel Studios. Got it. But that's another story. But yeah, that was Jeff Loeb. Uh, you know, he was uh, executive producer of, you know, um, the Shield. You know, at Marvel's you know Agents of Shield and all that. Blah blah blah. But uh, he he'd, he'd worked in TV for some time, but he also did comic book work. And I want to say it was about thirty years ago now. Uh, he did a he convinced uh, DC. Guess what? My phone's not muted. Uh, we're keeping that just so people know how rude that's okay. You are that's a Star listeners. Trek. That's a Star Trek ringtone. Ugh. <laughs> it's Worf. <sighs> anyway, phone's off. Um, so Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb uh, did a one-year-long maxi-series, if you will, called uh, The Long Halloween. Oh, that's the one that's based off of uh, the Batman movie that was out, right? There, there's a lot taken from that, yes. And I remember I had gotten out of comics for a while in college because I just couldn't afford them anymore. And sometime in my mid to late 20s, I started getting back into comics. And I had heard how great uh, The Long Halloween was. So I bought the trade. And I still remember to this day going to the beach with my friend Steve. And he just liked to sit by the water and so did I and just chill. I sat there and read the entire graphic novel cover to cover and I put it down. And I said, that was amazing. All right. So they did a, they did a book after that. And then they did a, a Catwoman series as well. And then Marvel said, well, we want in on some of the action. So they did a lot of like kind of these old school retellings of either origin stories or early stories of iconic Marvel heroes. There was like uh, Spider-Man Red or was it Blue? There was Daredevil Yellow. There was Captain America White. Um, what was the other one? Hulk Gray. Because the Hulk when he oh, first came out. Originally was gray. it was gray. Yeah. yeah. So he he's done basically these amazing Batman stories and then went and then did all the iconic characters from Marvel. Amongst, and that's just a small fraction of the work he's done. So if you're a comic book fan, you already know who he is. So it's a great loss. We've lost like three or four legends already this past year. It's unfortunate and it's just sad to see him go. He has done some amazing work. If you'd ever like to borrow it, Joe, I have the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale omnibus that includes um, the long Halloween, Dark Victory, uh, the Catman Woman series. It's massive and I got it for like a song, which I'm not a speculator at all. But I bet you I could sell it for more than it's worth right now and put it on eBay. I won't because I love it. I bought it because I love it. Doesn't it go based on what shape it's in? I mean, you've got creases in it, I'm sure, right? It's a, it's a hardcover omnibus. It's still sealed. I haven't opened it yet. Oh, well, I'm not going to open that and read it. <laughs> well, you can, yeah. you can read it. It's fine. I, I bought it to read. Yeah, but I'll let you open it first. I'm not opening it. Fine. If you'd ever like to read it, it's, it's amazing Batman stuff. Cool. Well, that's too bad that he passed away, but at least he has something left for his legacy that people can find. Um, what is this other thing you have here? Uh, Tom Hardy posted on Instagram uh, basically that they have a Venom 3 script. Oh. He uh, worked on the story. I don't think he actually wrote the uh, script itself, the screenplay. 
but uh, him and the uh, I, I I don't have the guy's name in front of me, but the guy that wrote basically Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, uh, they crafted a story for the third Venom movie, which I, I can't speak ill of Let There Be Carnage because I haven't seen it. You have, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you basically said it was just everything that everything people you know it did well but it did do well i mean they immediately announced the third movie it did so well i I don't know why to be honest but right from what again i can't denigrate it because i haven't seen it i saw the first one and said okay and you said everything that was everything basically i didn't like about the first one was just that and more in the second movie Pretty much. I, I mean, there's no no real story. I mean, I don't know. It's too bad. I mean, hopefully they didn't get the person that wrote Morbius to do this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see that yet or no? I still haven't. I Every time I start thinking, you know, maybe I should at least check it out for, like, giggles. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd definitely like, giggle. It's not very long, so it won't take you long to, like, laugh at it. But is it, is it so bad that I'll laugh at it or is it just so bad? You'll laugh, I think, some of it because it's a little. It's just you'll. I, I kind of would like to take your get your take on it. So maybe maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, but I don't think I think I'm pretty. You know, like I don't live and die by Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody that listens to this po- podcast knows that 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 doesn't determine my my thoughts on any anything I see. But I'm 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 with the majority on the on the Rotten Tomatoes. Put well, it that way. I I fully admit. I waited way too long to see Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And we both know from this podcast that once I finally watched it, I actually kind of, I liked it. Yeah. So. But I think, you know, it, it all goes to like level of expectation, right? Like in Morbius, when it, when it, for, you know, coming off of Sony's, you know, Spider-Man stuff, I thought, you know, this looks interesting. It's a new character. Uh, I thought that uh, they may have done a good job, but they clearly, without Kevin Feige's uh, guidance, do not know how to do anything. <laughs> right. You know, off, post post MCU, I should say, because you know the first three Spider Man were good, and you know they've done it before, but right. they, they I, I don't know what they're doing now. Put it that way. It's just well, again, just. They over edited it. They 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 just had too much time. Something happened in the edit. I really like I said. If you go back and listen to our podcast, but like I said, uh, I think they shot a good movie, and I think they fucked it up in editing. I really do. Well, and again, there were stories that Marvel came in and said, "You need to cut this, this, and this because you're not going to tie to us quite as much as you think you can." Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what went on in the back? So I'm not going to shit on uh, Venom, the second Venom movie, because I haven't seen it, but. I don't care so much that there's a script from Venom 3 because, okay, even have ne- having not seen Let There Be Carnage, where do you go? I, don't, I have no idea. Well, that's my there's point. No, there's no Spider-Man, so. Right. They can't got... cross over with Spider-Man. Um, yes, Peter Parker still exists. Maybe they, they can. Maybe, maybe this Venom will lead into like Andrew Garfield coming back or something. Who knows? Maybe they could do that. That You know, that's an option. That would be a surprise. But really, Venom's biggest and most exciting and visceral foe, other than Spider-Man, is Carnage. Yeah. Well, you've already 
blown your wad, if you will, <laughs> on the second movie, they, they haven't left themselves room to go up. Right. Um, unless, like you said, surprise, Andrew Garfield's back. Right. Well, we'll see. I mean, speaking of Andrew, I mean, here's a side tangent. Speaking of Andrew Garfield, I think he might be the best actor right now. All around actor. I just watched, I'm watching on Hulu in the ban- of under the banner of heaven. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Is it good? Oh, it's great. But, uh, man, he is such a good fucking actor. He can sing and dance. He can do drama. He can play a superhero and you buy it every, every step of the way. Um, he's just super good, man. Super, super good. Well, doesn't he play a Mormon, uh, detective? Cop. Not that he detects Mormons, but yep. he's a detective that happens to be Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Mormon crimes that happen. So, I mean, it's, oh, I, know. It's, I read the yeah, book. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's good, good. But uh, this is not uh, under the banner of heaven podcast. Um, one quick thing I didn't write in here. Uh, it looks like the somebody interviewed Hayden Christensen. Said he'd like to do a Darth Vader series. He'd be up for it based off the comics. He had, when he was preparing for the Kenobi series, he was reading the uh, canon Darth Vader series comic books. He's like, there's just so much cool stuff in there. He goes, I would be, I, he goes, I'd be down for that if they would do it. But I mean, it's him in a suit. They'd have to find a way to find his face in there. But you know, well, like they've done with this. I mean, we'll, well yeah, talk yeah about that we in a do minute. some flashback. But yeah, but I mean, that's interesting. I don't know if they'll ever do that. But you had a Kenobi series. Why not make season two of the Vader series? You know, it'd be interesting. Outside of the saga films, like I said, I've said this before. You've agreed. Rogue One, Kenobi. They've made Vader terrifying. Yeah. I If they did those series again, or t- not those series again, if they took those comics, because I own them. Right. I, I I've, read, them. I've read the first, I don't know, 30 of them or whatever. Yeah. I've got, I've got the entirety of the first volume in hardcover. I've got the first half of the second volume in hardcover. Uh, I probably need to get more, but I would, you know, I would love it because a couple things. Yeah, they're evil clones of R2-D2 and C-3PO, but I love Triple Zero. I love BT. And also, if it was a way to introduce... Um, Afra would be cool. Dr. Afra, I'm 100% in for that. Could be cool. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing him being Vader from the start, like in the comic book where, where Palpatine is kind of making him more Vader-esque, I guess, through pain and punishment. and Right. It could be interesting. And, and we've never had uh, Star Wars from that point of view, which would be cool. Exactly. We usually do not see it from the Empire side too much. Right. It would be kind of interesting. So I'd be down for that if they do it. Uh, so let's jump into our geek this week. We have a lot to talk about. I have nothing but one, and it's a long one. It's uh, Stranger Things. I'm all caught up. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, it's I, I won't get into the full review because Michael will watch it. But they sure know how to um, create a great show. They sure know how to take and, and do a whole hour. When I watch Stranger Things, I'm like, makes me slightly upset that anything from Star Wars on Disney Plus is roughly 35 to 40 minutes tops. And they just can't seem to like, and I'm sure it's money and all that. And I get it. But clearly Netflix is spending money on Stranger Things. It's pretty much the only IP they have um, that's worth it. I've heard, I heard that this whole, you know, season was super expensive. Well, it's half season, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking in total the whole yeah. season. Oh, right. 
Well, the new—I guess the second half comes in July, so it's not that far from now. Exactly. Yeah, there's money spent. There's money spent. I I still think Netflix makes a mistake by doing these dumps. I do too, because you know what? I've actually already forgotten a lot of it. I'm not kidding. We watched it. You know, Michelle and I watched it. I'm like, I I think I may have blanked out on a couple, like gotten a little tired. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I I, it's like I should probably rewatch. I I know how it ended, and I know everything in between. But I mean. It's a mistake. It's a mistake to bet, to do that now. I, I I don't disagree. And you know, when Netflix was the only you know they're only the real the only real streamer on the block, they could binge that and it wasn't that big a deal. That was their thing and everyone loved it. But now when you got all these other players that are you know slowly feeding people, yes, it might be the old way of doing it once a week at a certain you know. Well, now it's it's not even a certain time. It's just a certain day of the week it comes out people talk about it. look at us we're going to yeah. talk about obi-wan three and four we're going to talk about miss marvel episode one mm-hmm. uh it gives people time to discuss and build that anticipation back it, it gives them the time to discuss it also gives people a time to all right the early adopters like us will listen will watch it and then they tell a friend and all of a sudden they get to catch up with episode one and everybody's kind of caught up to episode two then even more people grow so they can catch up to episode you know they can start getting up to the zeitgeist of what's happening and um yeah, like I don't see anybody talking about Stranger Things anymore. They did that weekend it came out. Yeah, but I don't see it on Twitter. Like, oh my god, oh my god, it was, well, it's already talked about. It done. Exactly. Um, I've only watched the first episode. I did enjoy it. Well, like I said, once I get caught up, Joe and I will do a recap of the first half of season one. But uh, it's hard because I have to watch it by myself because Shaylee has decided that Vecna is too scary for her. I think Michelle might give her some crap over that. But because I told Michelle, <laughs> couldn't listen to it. All right. Um, that's my geek this week. I just have one major one. Um, I think uh, last week I had mentioned I was about halfway through or getting close to halfway through a book by Dennis E. Taylor, the second book in the Bobaverse series of sci fi books called For We Are Many. Um, Shaley wasn't feeling well on Sunday. She wanted to take a nap. I said, oh, I'll, I'll come in. I'll read with you uh, or while you're napping. And she napped for like three hours, and I read the entire second half of the book, and I was hooked. It was great. So um, if you're into sci-fi books, you like Scalzi and people like that, uh, you'll definitely like Dennis E. Taylor. If you like books like The Martian, I think you'd like this. So I've already uh, reserved book number three from the library. I'll be picking it up soon and continuing my new little obsession here with Dennis E. Taylor. Cool, man. Very cool. All right. This is the time we talk about Patreon. <laughs> we kind of deemed it that time because it's our commercial, so to speak. Um, but if, you like, if you'd like to help out the show, uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Kybercast. And you can check out our various tiers there and uh, see if something fits you. So, again, check it out at patreon.com slash Kybercast. So, Michael, I want to jump into uh, Miss Marvel. Okay. Because um, I want to end on Obi-Wan. I'll probably spend most of the time on that. That's fine. I, w- I would think. Um, so we watched it, uh, I don't know, the other day, like Monday or something like that. Because we, I was behind in, in Michelle. You know, so she was catching up on Obi-Wan. Then we watched Miss um, Marvel. Um what a really great first episode. I don't know anything about this character, but I really enjoyed this was a um look, it's not meant for me, 
but the story is great and she's awesome. I like the, um, it reminded me a little bit of better off dead with all these drawings around that she would draw in their sketchbook. I don't know if you remember that movie, but he used to draw these little characters and they would come to life and you'd talk to them. Um, so I yes. kind of dug that, uh, it reminded me of that. Cute and fuzzy um, bunnies. Yeah. Uh, you know, you also know that it's a kid who's going through, you know, whatever high school things happen and strict parents and whatnot. Um, you know, and the decisions you make as a kid, like oh, I'm going to, you know, sneak out and and do all the stuff that you want to do. And, um, you know, I, I assume they're going to explain more things as it goes along, but at the end of the day, I really thought it was awesome. It was fun. It was a really fun show. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing episode two. I'm sure it's good. Uh, the, but that she's really charismatic, the actress. And then, then if you watch, there's like a, I watch right after it, like, a, um, get to know Miss Marvel or whatever. And it's kind of like a mini four to five minute, um, how, how they came to create this episode, this, this, uh, season or this show. And, um, the person playing, I got, I don't know her name. That's bad, but who's the person playing, uh, Kamala, um, basically this was her first favorite hero anyways. And, uh, so they showed her dressed up as a younger kid in this costume before she ever even thought about being an actor. So here she is playing her. So it's really, yeah, it's, it's a really cool. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. It's kind of parallel of like how she's playing Miss Marvel in here and, and Miss Marvel's actual, uh, storyline. So she's really great. Um, like I said, it's funny because, uh, you know, she was three years old when the first Iron Man came out, which is blows my <laughs> mind on how fast time goes. But Kevin Feige did say that she would have a part in um, Captain Marvel two. Well, yeah, because so, it's called the Marvels. Yeah, Marvels. Well, yes. What do you think? Uh, well, first off, the name you're looking for is Iman Vellani. <laughs> That's her. That's the actress. And you're right. She is fantastic. It's funny. I was, I, I have to admit, I was not expecting that reaction from you. Um, I, I am in agreement with you in that as I watched the episode, I kept thinking, this is not for me. And not that it was bad. Right. But I'm like, everything about it gave me um, a CW... Uh, teenage honest yeah. TV show. Yep. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, nope. You know, back in my day, we had 90210. And, you know, later there was the uh, the OC. You know, these shows are going to keep coming, these teenage yeah. honest. But also shows. reminded me a little bit of Freaks and Geeks, which I love Freaks and Geeks. See, I, I only I don't think I ever watched the entire show. I think oh, I my gosh. You got to watch that. That is I know. so I good. Um, So... But I kept thinking, I am not the target audience for this. And I have to say, I was not, like, I thought it was all right. But I actually remember thinking, you know, as I sat there and watched it with Shaley, I'm like, I, I, it's hard for me to get excited about this show. Yeah. Um, But I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I have watched the second episode. And I fully admit Wednesday, we watched Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan, we're always going to watch, always going to yep. watch Obi-Wan first. But we had some time and she's like, well, do you want to watch the second episode of Miss Marvel? I'm like, 
Yeah, why not? Why not? We got time. And I'm knocking stuff over. Um, I I have to say, the second the second episode sold me. That's all I'm going to say because you haven't oh, seen cool. it yet. But yeah, I'm going to watch a show like you said. I'm not like you know. It's it's a fun thing to watch. Like I don't. I, we'll see how it ties into the universe and what what, what happens to her. Uh, but you know, Marvel even Marvel's it's like pizza, man. <laughs> it's still pizza, no matter how bad it, it can get. It's good. it's still pretty good. So you know they they have they have some good writing on the on on the shows and 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 clearly the whole production and writers come from uh the same type of background uh from an arabic or a muslim type background um they're all contributing to the show so you know <clears throat> it's it's and it's a new character this is what i you know what i and i've said this before on other podcast like i don't necessarily like it when like okay let's make a female of the hulk it's like all right why don't you just you know can you just make new characters like i don't know i I just like that it's a whole new origin it's like a different you know it's not a different superman like superboy or just fucking don't try to duplicate or change just to change because you can't think of another you can't think of another hero to, to to create and this one it's a new hero. So that's, 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 what's cool. I mean, born out of a, a fascination for an Avenger of Miss Mar of Captain Marvel. I can understand why a kid would say, you know, I want to be this and they get powers and you can call yourself Ms. Marvel or whatever. Cause you know, you want to be part of that. So I don't even know if they even do that in, in the second episode, but um, I just like that. It's a new character and not like, We'll see if I even like Jane as Thor. I don't know. I don't particularly care for it from the comic book type angle, but I'm sure Taika Waititi would do a great job. But, you know, that's just my take on that kind of stuff. I'm glad it's a new character. Agreed. And uh, I'm not super familiar with this character. so I I don't know anything about it. Right. I know a little bit about her only because... I read all kinds of comic book news and stuff. I, I do have the first trade uh, digitally, I, but I've never read it. So I can't, I almost read it, but I was like, you know what? I've heard they've made quite a few changes. I don't want to go in going, well, I expected this and they didn't do that. So I'm like, you know what? I don't know anything about the character. Let's just go in for it clean. Um, like I said, for me, I thought the first episode was all right. It didn't grab me, but without spoilers, I, the second episode sold me on it. So right. I'm digging it. Um, I love, just like you said, the inclusion. You know, this is a family that's not like mine, um, and it's not like yours. No, but I've been. My grandfather's is actually was Muslim, and I've been around his family a lot. So I I know a lot of what. You know, every other weekend I would be at a, a different um, home that had like great food, Arabic food, um, Lebanese families, and. Well, she's on. she's not Lebanese. You're, she's Pakistani. No, I know, I know that, but it's very similar in terms of the the the, the faith of yes, what they would that do. Part is true, yes. So you know, big family. So it's not yes, it's not Pakistani. But at the end of the day, um, it's just cool to see different stuff in a different light. Yeah, I mean, not to beat the drum too loud, but you know, representation does matter. Um, like I said, it's not your family. It's not my family. I'm brown, but I'm a different type of brown. Um, it's good because you, you get to see the different dynamics within the family, within the culture. Um, 
I think you see that it's actually quite similar to everybody else's. If it's a Greek yes. family, you want to find a Greek girl to grow up with. If you're this, it's all exactly. the same. Same. Yes. We all do the same things. We just, it's you know, people just don't want to hear that. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, it's, I'm not trying to get political here, but no, it's, right. it's it, a good show. But you are right. It is. Every family has the same thing, just through a different lens. Yeah, exactly. So, um, her dad was great in that first step. Like, jumps out and they're all dressed up as the Hulk. I really that that's actually the scene that really got me endeared to the show. Because like you had this family that was very strict, and they found okay, you, you could tell you as a parent now you can tell that they were talking at some point. All right, how could, she really wants to go? What do we do? And how her do dad compromise. Right? And her dad genuinely went like overboard not just i'm going to take you there and walk you around like he he cosplayed and he would look like he was going to have fun and she totally dissed him and it was like whoa that really hurt and it was it did hurt but it was a very realistic teenage response 100 and um that's the scene it was like this feels really cool like it's like i could feel the emotion i'm from as a dad now like watching that as that down like oh man he just got his heart ripped out you, you know what i mean it was a tough scene, as goofy as it was, but it was hard. That was that was the scene that sold the show to me. Actually, was that scene? I, I think it's like I said. I, I think it's going to be a strong show, but I didn't think that after the first episode. Right now, I'm there. All right. Well, we'll have to watch it. I'll watch it tonight, hopefully. Uh, the boys. I. <laughs> this show is just a fucking. It is a ride, man. It is a just a ride and i it's been a week since i've seen them so i'm a little bit i got to remember a lot of it but uh let's just say i don't know if i could ever look at ant-man again the same way you know i'm right there with you <laughs> i was like you know i realize the show is gratuitous <laughs> both in sex and violence and gore so i should expect it by now <laughs> And it's not that I don't expect it, but it is that they keep you. Th you think they'd run out of new ways to surprise you, mm -hmm. but they don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's what kind of. I mean, but it's not just that the show's good. Oh yeah, it's very good. Yes, it is gratuitous at times. Yes, it is horribly gory. Yes, it is very adult. It's actually well written, and the characters are strong, and the story's good. I mean, this whole first episode was, you know, Butcher with his uh, his fangs pulled, really, right? Mm -hmm. He's trying to keep it on the straight and narrow. He's not just murdering soups, because he's trying to do it by the book, because now he's part of a federal agency. And I love that he reports to Huey, or Hugh now. Right. I mean, you know, they just grinds butcher's gears. Yes. But I mean, it's also tragic the way you see mother's milk. You know, he had to be underground for so long. He's now able to be back living, you know, a normal life, if you will. But in that time he lost, you know, his marriage crumbled and um, not that it's necessarily anyone's fault. But a stepfather is now in this situation and, you know, he just wants his his wife and his daughter back. But he was underground for so long. They weren't, they didn't, you know, there was no prospects for him to ever get out of it. Right. And so you've moved on. You've only gotten to episode one, right? Just through episode one. 
Yeah. So I don't want to, I'm just making sure I don't say anything. And I can't so remember. Just, so episode one basically ends with Huey. Knowing. Finding out this, the Congresswoman. Yeah. AKA Nadia. Yeah. Yeah. Is a soup and can kill people very easily. Right. Yeah. You've got uh, much to go on still. Oh, I know. Cause I, it's I, really, uh, was a small first episode in terms of story storyline. Um, as it should be, it's all resetting things up. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yes, yes. And no, in that, well, yes, it kind of like was setting you up to like, okay, this season is going to be different mm-hmm. because now they're not underground. Now they're a government agency and they, you know, Hugh, Hugh's the boss kind of. Right. And it's all going to be different, but then that's all thrown out the window after the first episode. Right. Not, but not that they can automatically revert to how they were before, but it, it kind of lets you know, this show, almost every episode lets you know, you think you know what's going to happen, and then all bets are off. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm trying to remember, well, you so you saw the, uh, what was cool was that the, the, the Charlie's Theron. That was a huge cameo. I loved it. Right? Yeah. And how they try to they spin. They, basically, what we saw was the spin, right? That the people saw. Yep, I'm just a, I'm just a human. I fell in love, love with the wrong woman. Yeah, and then he goes visits her. In, was it that first episode? Visits her in the hospital. Yep. Okay. Yep. So and then he also gets her to give him a hand job. Yes, <laughs> so I'm talking, it's like he's. Could there be a more selfish person on the planet? But that, that's the thing that you I mean. You think, oh, it's gratuitous. There he is. She's. She looks horrible. horrible. She's in a hospital bed. And here he is making her give him a hand job. <laughs> yeah. But it is telling because it informs on his character how self-centered and selfish he is. It's all about him. Yes. Yes. So but I was surprised that we actually saw uh, Aya Cash back as Stormfront. I thought she was dead or right. close to it at the end of the Right. Last season, I didn't think we'd see her again. Right. And uh, here she is, heavily makeuped, <laughs> looking very worse for the wear. It doesn't look like she's going to recover from this. Who knows? Right. But she doesn't look like she's going to. I mean, she's missing an arm, her right arm. Yeah. She's missing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Half her face. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well, you, there's more to talk about, so I can't, I'm afraid I'm going to give it up, but we basically covered that first episode. It's definitely back in style. It's, it's comes back with a bang and, and they, they don't miss a beat. <laughs> I, I loved it out of, I know we're going to talk about Obi-Wan episodes four and five. Uh, but for me of the shows I watched this past week, if we're talking Miss Marvel episode one and Obi-Wan four and five and the boys episode one. That my favorite of these this week was the boys episode one. Oh wow! Well, not that I'm, I'm saying Obi Wan was bad. Obviously, I'm biased, but yeah, well, I yes. totally get it. But that's fair. I mean, that's that's the way it is. Boys is great. I guess the thing for the boys for me is I don't really care where it goes. I'm just watching it. Like I don't care how it ends. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't really. Right. I have. I, I I like all the characters. Not that I don't care about them, but I don't. If if the supers win and the world goes to shit, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? It's 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 that much fun that it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I don't. If Butcher loses, that doesn't change. That wouldn't change if I like the show or not. Put it that way. Right. I I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. 
Yeah, that doesn't matter. It's all fun. Not that anything else matters, but when you're you forty some years into Star Wars, you have a certain point of view that everybody wants done, you know. And if they don't get their way, it's not necessarily good for them. So, and I haven't read the boys' comics, so I don't know how divergent it is. So, there's, I'm sure there's people out there saying they screwed it up or whatever. See, I, I think I only read like the first six to maybe a dozen issues. So, we're, we're way off the farm now. Yes, I realize these are based on some of the comics that came later. I didn't read them, so for me, this is all new. Right. Okay. Let's get into it. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi parts four and five. Um, I'll start with four. Now, filler episode, in my opinion. There's, I mean, there's some fun things that happen in here, but... You know, at 30, I think it was like under 30 minutes even. It might have been like 28 or 32 minutes. And while there's some fun things that I liked, I think this one just had the most um, goofy things that happened. A, we've already rescued Leia once. Now we're going to the well again. She's captured. We're going to rescue her again. So to me, that's a little, it's a little lazy. It's like, we've already done. We've already rescued Leia. And and now you got to do it again. But you didn't rescue her from... Empire and empirical you know, station. No, I, I get it, but like maybe something else could have been done. I don't know. I agree with you, but if you've noticed, each of these episodes it mirrors, mirror, yeah, yes, the same episode in the right. Star Wars saga, right? I mean, very closely here, Leia's being going to be interrogated, the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the, the stuff. I mean, very much mirrors it. Um, so there's good stuff in it. I just, you know, Obi-Wan running through the, you know, getting a little force power back, holding the water back, uh, seeing the Jedi frozen in some, either, I think, I assume they're dead. Uh, or right, they're in some kind of stasis. Stasis. I don't know if they're going to use that for, if if the, you know, all goes back to cloning, I guess. Maybe it was testing. Maybe they were all tests for blood and cloning, which would make sense. I mean. Right. That way they have to, they have to do all this because they're explaining from in the rise of Skywalker. The terrible thing that <laughs> came back. Well, <laughs> well, yes, but I mean like the one, the funny answer in Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine, how? And then what's his name from the Hobbit out of the blue just goes cloning. Oh, okay. Like he knew the answer right away. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like what? How the hell do you know that? You must be a spy. Um. So I'm sorry, I do not want to get into the sequel trilogy. Somehow Palpatine came back. Yeah. Yeah. Cloning. Yeah. Um, that is one thing. Yeah, we're not going to go down that path, nope. but there is a fair amount of retconning that goes on in the series now to help justify that story. A little bit, yeah. Story not so much in here. I'm just guessing. They never said anything uh, about these people. That's but That's definitely why it's there. Yeah, it could be. We're all inferring. Uh, so you see the youngling in there. Um but you know, we get to know Tala. There, like, there's some goofy things. Where she just slapped a, a stormtrooper and he fell down or whatever. It's like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah, some, that body armor and helmet—they really are terrible. Yeah. Uh, but a fun episode. I mean, it was. We saw the speeders, which if people are like, they're not in snow. Well, the speeders were never meant for snow. If you remember Empire Strikes Back, yeah, they weren't they allowed to go out in the cold. They had to yeah. modify them. So, and speeders, you know, some people were complaining they can't go deep into space. Like they weren't deep into space because the 
things were outside of the atmosphere so they can get to the ships. They they didn't jump. They didn't light speed with the no, ships. They, they were jumped on another ship and then the ship right, took off. Right. So there's people that are missing some things because um, they were ripping on like, oh, the speeders look so fake. I'm like, that's how speeders looked in all of them. Like they were fine. I didn't have any problems. Um, but there is a new meme going about uh, poor Wade. Long live Wade. Oh, he, he got it. <laughs> Hey, he shows up and dies. That guy. Yeah, yeah, he's now the new uh, Kickstarter. Richard. Yeah, he, well, he's just you know a character. What he's gonna? They want a backstory. You know, they want a, ah, a yes. they want a Wade series, Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pull him through. What about Porkins? Right, we should do a Porkins series. Don't uh, call the fat guy pilot Porkins. That was all on purpose. This is why when people get too hung up on. On Star Wars as being this very uh, um, high, not highbrow, but like this this elevated thing, just just pull out Porkins. Yeah, just remember. Just remember, the only fat, fat pilot guy. is named Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, what did you think of Episode Four? I enjoyed it. Um, it was nice to see. I mean, we see, you know, it wasn't necessarily a flashback though, but like we had right. Boba. But it, it was, you know, it was nice to see him back in the back of the tank, you know, getting healed up. And of course, his major wounds are where it would be covered by his tunic or whatever he's wearing, his cloak. So it's not impossible for him to have, for that to have happened. But I like this episode because it's Obi-Wan getting more into his own, you know, he, yep. he got his ass hit. He was, you know, I, I've said this for the first three episodes. He was not, yes, I get that he's Obi-Wan and he's broken, but he was not the Obi-Wan that I necessarily wanted. Again, I get that he's broken. I get that he hadn't used the force because he didn't want to be detected, but there are times I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is such a wuss for Obi-Wan. Let's come on, let's do something. That was this episode, the start of that. He's, you know, using his force powers again. You know, he distracts the stormtroopers like he did in A New Hope, in a very similar way. Um, you know, he, he kills a lot of uh, stormtroopers. And the way it was lit was awesome, you know, with all the red and the blue and blah, blah, blah. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, this was more of what I wanted to see from the series. Uh, it is a little bit of a filler episode, though, to get us from point a to point b mm-hmm. but i mean i i could make the complaint like well you know they just let anyone that's wearing a uniform walk anywhere well you know? yeah you had her covered into the coat like as if it was like you know the little rascals and all the kids trying to get in the yeah, theater yeah as long but, as you're dressed like an officer you can do whatever you want but then again that that's standard for star wars so i can't complain about the two yeah much. we saw that in solo as well right right with the, All you need to do is wear a uniform. Wear a no uniform. one questions where you're going ever. No, no. Uh, we got to learn about Tala a little more. The, the scene where she's uh, confronted uh, Reva. Reva. Yep. Was good to stall. I can probably think of better ways to stall than to do that. But well, and I, I love that line. This is never who you know. That's never. That, this was never who I was. Right. Right. Uh, good episode. Good episode. Yeah. But not as good as part five. Part five was good. <laughs> oh man. This this was the episode. This is this episode that 
why I tell people just hold on. Don't start ripping on canon things yet. You don't know the story because they were saying, oh, you can't have the – obviously, these are spoilers. Um, you can't have the Grand Inquisitor die. He's That's not canon in Rebels. You can't I have – I he wasn't dead. I think everybody I knows. Everybody knows. And then you can't have Reva know who Anakin is. That that breaks canon. That'll screw everything up. Just hold on, you know? Oh, I Obviously – and we don't, I don't think she's dead at the end of this episode, but if she knows who Anakin is, she going to die. That's my bet. Well, she does know. And, and Vader knows that she knows. Yes. So, you know, we'll see if she is, if she gets through the, the last episode of the season next week. Um, but uh, before we jump into that, this was just a very good episode of this was Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I mean, you know, think of Vader walking through the halls and, and Empire, like, are trying to get at Hoth, the beginning kind of thing. They're in a bunker, right? You got to go get them out of the bunker. Um, the ship takes off, like like the Falcon, but he didn't pull the Falcon back. Uh, just a lot of a lot of those things happened that were very similar. Um, but was the killer is starting it off with a flashback? This, which was a lesson, right? The lesson. Yes, but this, writers and directors of the book of Boba Fett, is how you do a flashback and effectively use it to tell your story. Right. It was. It was a. Now you could argue that they probably could have done some more de aging, but um, but whatever. You know, I'll live with it. There's a fine line there because, you know, it's like the Irishman, the movie, uh, right? The Netflix movie. You're like, I know De Niro was in his 60s. There's no way you're going to make him look a guy in his late 20s, early 30s. It's just, come on. Right. Right? Right. So I knew. I was like, all right. Whatever. He, they smoothed his face because let's face it, you know, Hayden Christensen's in his, what, 40s now? I think, yeah. Early 40s? Yeah, early. He's like, like 42, something like that. Exactly. He's, he's just a few years younger than I am. Several years younger. Still. <laughs> He's got wrinkles. He's got pale skin. But, you know, a little bit of uh, CJ magic. He looks more like his younger self. But if you see the two compared, he's filled out a little bit more. He, yeah. He doesn't look like a kid in his 20s. That's really interesting. No, it's not fair to, to put that on him, right? Um, no, 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 no. I'm not. But no, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying everybody, was, everybody that's like already com- complaining. The de-aging was good enough. I knew. I, I knew. I mean, otherwise, what's the other option? You're gonna do completely CGI. Yeah, you don't want that, right? Exactly. I like so it. Yeah, I like and the thing that you have to understand that this particular lesson between the two happens before the end of Attack of the Clones. Yep, because he, he has his normal hand. Was his normal hand? So he's trying to teach him. And what did it cause him by trying to just win? He didn't listen. He still didn't listen after Obi Wan. Throughout the show, I mean, you you, you feel like Obi Wan's losing, but there are alternatives to fighting. <laughs> Right. Um, Sometimes you got to use your brain. Right. And, and that's, you know, it just, it just, Anakin's never learned that lesson. It's always him proving himself all the way to Revenge of the Sith, right? Where, where Obi-Wan stopped him. Don't do it. You know? Exactly. You know? Well, even um, after that, I mean, even well, right now. Well, what's interesting now, what really brought this out to me for the Kenobi series is that he's not even quite Vader yet. He still has Anakin in his head because because Obi Wan's around, you know. Um, 
he hasn't beaten that demon. So in his head, he's still Anakin almost in a way. He's not fully Vader yet. Exactly. And, uh, you know, this episode was just, this one had probably the best pacing of all the, all of the episodes. It was just bop, 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 bop. It was Empire Strikes Back pacing. I agree. And like he said, the way they kept shifting back and forth between their uh, little duel and making it into a learning experience and then showing how that mirrored what was going on in the in the present, if you will, or what the current timeline was. Right. That was just a really, really good use of those flashbacks. Yeah. And, you know, and then, I don't know, I loved how, I, we all knew it, but obviously the little black girl that was a youngling yep. was Reva. Yeah. It revealed that. But interesting twist is that She's getting close to Vader because she wants to kill him. Right. But she's also not like, she doesn't give a shit about Obi-Wan either. So it's not like I'm going to join you and help and all of a sudden pull a Kylo and do a 180. She's just still self-serving. She doesn't give a shit about anybody. Oh yeah, I, She did not give a shit if Obi-Wan dies. As long no. as it gets her close enough to Vader to kill him, uh, she gives no fuck. She doesn't care about the Jedi. Well, she's pissed at Obi-Wan too. She has no love for him. She actually right. says, why didn't you come save us? Exactly. So that's what's kind of nice is she hasn't fully turned. I think something's going to happen in episode six. We'll get into that and I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on that in a bit. Um, but that was really good how they brought her flashback. Uh, you know, what I don't know is did he actually, is is it a something in her mind where she's seeing his face stab him or from the early days or did she actually get hit with a lightsaber as a youngling? Or is it symbolism? Because my my head tells me she didn't really get, it wasn't Anakin that got her before, but he's finally getting him now. Like the nightmare came true. Well, she did see his face because she watched him cut down her friends. Right. But the way I understood it, and please, anyone else out there, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think she actually got hit, but she did say she pretended. She did. Down in the body. So. Right. I, That's what she said. I hate to make this comparison and. Yeah, we don't want to exist, but you know what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. That's why I put that disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. She hid amongst the bodies. But like that, but that scene, that scene where, where Vader actually, first of all, man, we're jumping around. Um, Let's go back to Vader real quick before we get into this, the, 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 the Reva scene. So after he chases them through and he just, this was the kick-ass. This is the Vader that everybody wanted to see. It's taken a little bit from um, what's the what was that Nintendo show or Nintendo game? I think it was for everything though. The uh, was Star Killer. Uh, oh my gosh! The, oh 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 um the, like Laugh Force Unleashed. Yeah, Force Unleashed. That that's that's because he brought Star Killer brought down a whole Star Destroyer. Yes. So this was cool that he just grabbed that thing and brought it down and. You know, and again, Obi Wan kind of knew, right? Oh yeah, it was perfect. It also reminded me of when uh, Ray did it in, uh, yeah, that movie that shouldn't have existed. Yeah, but this was much stronger. Pull it down, rip the thing open. You're just like, holy crap! And then you just see all that power. But but what was cool was like Reva comes up behind him, and he just goes like this, you know, where she tries to get him with a lightsaber, and then by the time he he just plays with her. He plays with her like a cat with food, man. Well, there was no, you, there was, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's what you find out. Yeah. He's been playing her 
the entire time since they made her an inquisitor. Right. He's known. Yeah. So him stopping, he was never threatened by her. He knows exactly what she wants to do, and he doesn't care because right. he knows she can't do a damn thing about it. No. He played with her. So he didn't even draw his own lightsaber out. No. <laughs> he didn't even bother to bring his own lightsaber out. Uh, and didn't need to. Threw her around and, you know, it was just perfect because all along, everybody is like, you know, Vader's not that, you know, is dumb and they're like, he wouldn't do that. And like, just let it play out. If, if they don't work it out, then you can go back to these episodes. So it's the whole difference. Like if you watch these episodically, you get all upset, but then you watch the whole thing as a movie, which I'm starting to think maybe this should have been a movie the way they, because they're, because they're so small episodes sometimes like, man, they could have just made this a two and a half hour movie and it might've been better. It would've been a pretty long movie, but it is. At least portion of it, if not the whole thing, is getting a theatrical release. Yeah, I would definitely go do that. Uh, no, no doubt. Um, but I just love that Vader. Did you really think <laughs> you can get it past me? Um, Youngling. Yeah, yeah. It was just, and they they've got that voice down. Not just because it's James Earl's, but it's not. It doesn't sound computer at all. They've got the right inflections. Well, one thing I'll say that they've improved with Vader in this that helps make him more menacing. So in the original movies, um, technology wasn't nearly as advanced as it is now. No, it's kind of suit. (laughs) Right. But so the lightsabers were all rotoscoped in post. Right. So none of the reflection comes off of his eyes or anything ever. Right. Because there was no light there. Right. Now digitally, they can do that. Well, they're doing it. They're actually using LEDs on set too. Like that almost too. almost what you buy at Disney. It's right. almost the same thing. Well, that's right, because they got the new rods that they're mm-hmm. strong enough to hit, but they're actually lit up still. Yeah. And then obviously they go through and make them look more fancy with Oh, one hundred percent. There's a lot of there's a lot of post. There's definitely a lot of posts. But you know, when he comes up and he's looking at her and he's got the lightsaber and you can see it reflected in his eyes, I'm like, that is ominous and awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Vader so, was great here. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean that's not to diss the older movies. They use the technology they had at the time, but he just, he's so much more badass now. And it's, I'm, I'm here for it. It's all I want. Yeah. It was, this was the episode that a lot of people wanted something like this. Um, some people are mad that they didn't show actually clone wars back, uh, flashback. But to me, this was the smartest flashback he could have done. Like you said, cause it was about the lesson and the lesson yes. that he hasn't learned and he still hasn't learned it. Um, refuses to learn ref- yeah refuses to learn it um uh, so he he gets reva kills her well stabs her um and i'm beginning to think like you know qui-gon's going what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um maybe he just accepted his fate and you know we'll be one with the force and maybe, maybe it's something about the sith where you just refuse because what's his name the the grand inquisitor comes out and goes revenge is a Nice way to keep you alive, or something like that, right? Yeah, excellent incentive. Yeah, to keep you alive. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's a Sith thing that you can you can cheat death a little bit, but uh, I just assumed that you know they they quick did a whole uh, you know let's throw some robotic parts in there and keep you alive. Oh, for the you know. Inquisitor? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That doesn't bother me. But her, if she got stabbed as a youngling, and now, which is why I don't think she was actually stabbed as a youngling. I don't think so either. Because that lightsaber would be a lot bigger hole in her. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think she would have survived. She would have come, through, uh, come out of. 
So what I, I guess what I'm saying is I think that scene was more symbolic of like she finally lost, like Vader, you know, Anakin finally got to her and she's seeing his face, but it's actually the mask, but she sees that face that she saw as a kid. Well, it scarred her as a child because it frightened her so much because she saw the evil. Right. And that haunts her to this day. And then she right. had to, she connects that face and the evil with the traumatic event that created right. who she is. Right. Because of what she went through. She's. She's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Exactly. So yeah, that ends up with uh, that ends up Reva. Um, we lost a character. You know, we lost um, um, Tala. Which, the thermal detonator. That was a, a sad scene. It was another another loss for Obi Wan. Yeah, but this ties back into what you were saying with the last episode. You know, we found out a little about why she, you know, how she became who she was and how, you know, when she said, I was never that, you know, I was never that person. But then she kind of, you know, uh, fills in a few more blanks. Right. And it becomes much more tragic. She's, you know, she was a true believer. Right. And then basically, you know, well, not to put too fine a point on it, but let's face it, the Empire has always been kind of a stand-in for fascism, kind of very Nazi-esque. And she was a believer, and yes, this is it. This is what we're doing. And then she finds out, so we're murdering children? Right. This is not what I signed up for, and good for her for not going along. I mean, yes, no one should go along with murdering children, but, right. you know, that was her thing. I, it's, it has burned such a hole through her, no pun intended, based on all the lifesaver holes. But, <laughs> and, and the gun um, that shot, or laser shot to her stomach. Right, but... Um, you know, seeing what she say, you know, so many, you know, what, eight people or 16 people or something like that, and, you know, eight children or however many she said, that's a bill that she's never going to pay. And she obviously doesn't because she dies. But since that happened, she's been trying to help the Jedi and the younglings or not younglings, but force sensitive young people to get out of there because she's trying to make up for the death set. Maybe we're not her fault directly. But because she, you know, she was a co-conspirator in many ways, yep. followed along into a point. And now that I realize that's a hole she could never fill, but she's trying. She's trying to atone. And it just makes her story that much more tragic. And then she dies doing the same thing, basically. Yep. yep Good character. Yep. Great character. Good character. And, you know, the, the droid, never underestimated droid. That's a nice, that's one of the best lines, I guess, from the sequel trilogy, I suppose. Um, yeah. So that, again, that droid became human and, well, was human-like, shielded her, went away. Uh, we got to see, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. The Indian, or Indian or Pakistani, I can't remember what he is. Uh, Kamal. Kamal Najami. Yeah, he was back. Uh pretty funny but he got all the obi-wan stuff and people are like I, i've been looking at stuff online and, and people are like obi-wan wouldn't give his weapons to him like yeah it's actually a smart play because he knew he's going to be captured they would take his lightsaber then yes they, it's like the smart thing was not to have it so that he'd have it when he got back yes you know you don't just go out there it's like he's being smart it wasn't it wasn't stupid um so um, I find that as like that's really good writing about that character. Like he would have he would go out with nothing. Otherwise, you'd give Vader. You'd give they would take that lightsaber right away. It would be in Reva's yes. hand, and then Vader would have it right now. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, the dipshit dropped the communicator. 
Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's it's an excellent MacGuffin to get Reva over to well, Tatooine. Well, here's the thing. We can't have the final battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader on Tatooine, can we? No, but maybe we're not going to. Yeah, I hope not. But but clearly they're saying Reva's going to go there. They showed Luke. Like, there's going to be some kind of end there. there. But she might get headed off. You never know. But she doesn't know. So here's the thing. She also doesn't know what kids. It doesn't say, you know, child. For all she knows, it could be Obi-Wan's kid. No, but she definitely knows to look for Owen. Well, yeah, she's already met him. (laughs) They set that up in episode one. Um, So, you know. We're gonna something's gonna happen. Either Bail Organa's gonna go there and fight Reva and kill her, or Reva somehow sacrifices herself for Luke. Comes around. See, that's that's what I like about this. I I do uh, think there is a redemption story in there for her, and I kind of hope there is. And there's you know, there's premise for it. There's you know, I mean, obviously Star Wars has done that already with Vader you know, through the saga films. So the DNA is there already. But there's also the possibility it could be much more tragic. So I, I yeah. like the fact that I don't know she's going to have that redemption arc and, you know, be the hero at the end. I I, I don't know exactly where they're going. I kind of like to see that arc, but I don't know. So, and that excites me about the last episode. Let me ask this question. Will And, and to the listeners, will you be disappointed if vader and kenobi do not meet a fight again until a new hope because does does this episode that we just watched pay more heighten more the line when i once when i left you i was the learner now i'm the master did this is this the episode that actually points out to him that he's still the learner and not the master yet so if they never if they don't have another lightsaber duel or you know, do they, do they, you know, would, would you be upset if they did not have an, one more lightsaber duel? That's a tough call. I think you would be upset, but you would I don't know yet. I'd I, I like to see one. I'd like to see where Obi-Wan um, cuts an arm off or something and sees all machine. So he knows there's more machine than human in there. Right. Um, chopping off an android arm is easy to just get a new arm, right? Yeah, but I mean that's he may beat him somehow and, stuff and do that. I don't know, um, but I also would if if the writing is good and they figure things out and and something's interesting. But I I I don't want the last shot of Vader to be what we just saw. So he's I think right. he has to factor into the last episode, but I'm not sure it has to be a duel. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think the last shot's going to be more along uh, the lines of uh, Obi Wan settling into his uh, place out by the Dune Sea. Oh, I think the last shot might be him. Yeah, going back but giving him that ship. Here you go, Luke. Here's this little toy. But you know what? It's hard. It's hard to say because, yeah, the fanboy in me would like to see a ba- another lightsaber battle between the two, especially you know when you know Vader just basically pushed his ass around in Episode Three. Mm-hmm. Part of me would like to see that, but also, in the end, as we saw in Episode Five, Obi Wan is still giving Vader lessons. I mean, that mirrors the flashback that happened, that you're being too aggressive. You know? Right. You're sacrificing everything and it's blinding you when all you have to do is, when, when all you want is victory. I think, here's my prediction. I don't think we're going to see another fight. I think the last shot of 
the series will be finally making contact with Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon saying something like there may still be good in him. And then that'll be the end and they can leave it there if they want, or they can do a season two where they have one more fight. And that sets up the time of like, that sets up the line from return of the Jedi where he said, Obi-Wan once thought as you do that there was still good in me. When, when Luke says that to, to Vader, he goes, there's still good in you. I feel it. He goes, Obi-Wan months thought that way. We haven't seen that yet. Well, you could argue that if they don't do anything more on this and don't reference it at all, you could argue that that was said during their battle on Mustafar at the end of Revenge. You can argue that, but we didn't see it. I'm just saying that it, that it would give them an opportunity to do season two, to do one more like Obi-Wan's going to try it. Try There's room for it, but you could argue that you know Obi-Wan's whole thing was like, you are the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I think they would want to squeeze one more. And the only reason I say that is because at, at Celebration, Ewan McGregor says, hey, I hope you like, you know, episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And they started laughing, you know, because he, he, he said that on stage, you know. Um, right. So I would not be surprised if, if at the end of episode six, you see the things Obi-Wan will return. Even though they said it's a one-off. I, I'm just guessing. That's my hey, prediction. It gives me more scary-ass Vader, I'm there. Yeah. Or I would like to see it. Like I said, season two is actually called Vader. You know, it would be. I take that even more. Right. And then go back, you know, back and then leave it at that. But, uh. Right. They could, you know what? They could not be lying. They could say, yes, we did one mm-hmm. special event series called Obi-Wan. Yep. And then we're going to continue the series in another series. Called. Continue the story in Vader or Anakin or whatever they want. Yeah. To. Vader would be great. Um, could do that. Now, and we also can't have, we, something's got to happen to Reva. Like, we cannot let anybody know that. Uh, um. My guess is she's going to go there alone and not tell Vader that the that the children are there. I don't know. Somehow she's going to live. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot they have to resolve, and I hate it that it better not be like a 38-minute episode. That's all I'll be ticked. Like, give me some meat, more meat on this one. And right. Bookend it at least an hour, for crying out loud, like a full hour, not, you know, 56 minutes with credits well, that take we'll, 20 we'll minutes. I think we'll a longer episode this last episode. I would think so. Um, there's a lot they have to fill out and a lot they have, like they can't bring Leia there. You can't have Leia meet Luke. Exactly. Maybe the final battle is going to be uh, Alderaan. No, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I, I don't know if there'll be one. I don't know if they'll, we'll see. We'll see. They have to figure that out or clearly they're not next to Tatooine anyways. Cause they said at the end of this episode, their hyperdrive was out and they're, they're right behind us. Right. So, so a lot of unknowns for the last episode. Yeah. It's a good place to stop this, actually. So uh, let us know what you think of part four and five of the Kenobi series. Michael, how can they do that? Well, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast, or if Facebook is more your thing, uh, we have both a group and a page at the KyberCast. And again, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast. Uh, but if you really want to help out the show, what are they supposed to do, Michael? They're going to smash that subscribe smash button, it, yeah. smash it with your favorite podcatcher. Tell a friend about our show. That's the most helpful. Um, they tell them they can find it at pretty much any podcatcher. And if they hit the subscribe button there, they'll know when new episodes come out. 
that really helps us. And if they leave any kind of, uh, or if you want to leave any kind of review, hopefully a good one, but you know, be honest, uh, that helps out the show. At least gets up us pushed up somewhere. I don't know where we are, uh, in, in our rankings, but, uh, you know, any, any little bit helps. So, or if you just want to check out our website at kybercast.com, you can listen to all of our episodes there and, uh, check out the shop. There's a few things you can get there. T-shirts, mugs, that kind of stuff that also helps out the show. So next week is a big week. It is the end of the Kenobi series. And, uh, I, you know, I feel pretty good about it. Um, Better than I did at the start of this whole thing. I was really scared. Relax a little bit, Joe. I'm, I'm a little more relaxed, but uh, this episode really relaxed me the most. Like there was a lot in there, even though it was only 38 was. minutes. They they just did a great job. Uh, I think this could have been episode four, um, and not five. Maybe they could have. I've been noticing the Disney episodes. The most of the stuff happens in the penultimate. Episode. Yeah, it does. They wrap things up early in the last episode, and then do all. Yeah, so I'm hoping not. <laughs> hoping they push it and do an actual thing, but we'll epilogue, see. Epilogue. epilogue yeah. Sorry. Epilogue, correct. All right, so that'll do it for this week. So until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.